Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever playoff episode of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. Tyler, it is here. Finally, the postseason is upon us, and it was exciting the last few weeks, man. Like, it was literally to the last game of the fucking season had it playoff implications like yeah. what a what a fun year man what a fun fucking year man i actually i have to be completely honest i i didn't watch the end of the raiders chargers game i i think i actually i turned it off and went to bed at halftime just because i have to i gotta be up so goddamn early in the morning for work and i was just mm-hmm. like i don't and at that point i don't even remember what the fucking score was when i turned it off i was just like i don't care Mm-hmm. who wins because whoever wins is going to get bounced in the first round so i mean good for whoever makes it right whoop de do what was cool though about that game specifically though like and i get what you're saying but it had such a big impact on the entire playoff picture of that whole conference mm-hmm. right because yeah, yeah, literally yeah. aside from the titans who had the they got the first week by barely barely but they got it barely literally the next six teams the next six teams literally all had stakes riding on that game like in some way whether it was the seating the opponent they were matched up with whatever right like every team was watching last game to see who they were going to be playing or who was going to be in or if they were going to be in like and obviously mike tomlin i don't know you probably read it by now he, he took a little snooze as uh, <laughs> the game wound down and fell asleep and woke up to the news that his Steelers had made it. And damn, let's talk about Mike Tomlin for a second. Uh, this is the best NFL coach that no one realizes is the best NFL coach. Well, I mean, like everyone knows how great Bill Belichick is, right? No one really talks about Mike Tomlin as much as they should. I mean, of course he took. Of course he took a nap at halftime. It's got to be fucking exhausting to watch Big Ben throw fifty times for like hundred and fifteen yards. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to do? I'm telling you, bro. We talked. We talked about this yesterday, man. Mike Tomlin will not get it, but he should absolutely be in the conversation for Coach of the Year for making not only not just making the playoffs, yes. but again, never having a losing season. Yeah, and he's been doing it with fucking fucking newborn Christian Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Yeah, and like it's how long has he been been uh, coaching Pittsburgh? Like, I feel like it's I mean been forever. It's he looks be, young still, right? But like he uh, he's been he's been in that position for a while. I mean, it's got to be thirteen or fourteen years because like Cower or Bill Cower was the coach of the Steelers when Ben won his first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then there were a couple years in between. I know like when Tomlin came in, he was the youngest head coach of all time. And yeah, like he still looks young, but Jesus, like he looks aged, man. And I think a lot of that comes from like the last fucking two seasons dealing with fucking well actually no the last I'll say the last 3 seasons dealing with Antonio Brown dealing with Le'Veon Bell then you got Juju dancing on everyone's logo yeah yeah and, and then you and then you got Ben Roethlisberger who honestly looks like he should be playing shuffleboard in a retirement home not quarterback for an NFL team but 
I mean, hey, man, good. good I good think over half well. of college quarterbacks could probably throw better than Big Ben at this point. Like, I think half of D1 quarterbacks probably have a better arm. I mean, I'm not saying they're better quarterbacks, but just an arm strength alone that, yeah. Uh, so I just looked it up. Uh, he has been in Pittsburgh since 2007. Okay, so, so he, he this is his 14th. Years. Is, next year's going to be 15. This okay. is he's finishing so, yeah. his 14th. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, 13 or 14. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. So, so. Uh, during which, uh, let's see, and his current record all time is 162, 93, and two. Two ties, one of them from this year. And he's 634 <laughs> winning percentage. I mean, like, and that's the thing is he's so consistent. And that's just what he does every year. <laughs> imagine, imagine what that man could do with the defense he has right now. And the skill positions they have right now yeah. with a C plus O line and a, a, a like a B quarterback. Yeah. They, they would be at, they would 110% be in contention for the AFC North every single year. No question. Like it's not <laughs> that defense has kept Mike Tomlin's fucking perfect streak of no losing seasons intact for the last two fuck three seasons because yeah. the last two years he's had been the year before that fuck, he had duck hodges and uh uh what the fuck was that other kid's name i can't remember it yeah I, mean, I know you're talking about but uh but i don't fucking matter i mean it's that defense you're right it's i mean tj watt is just on another level um and it's just amazing what he's accomplished this year uh, in terms of number of sacks he's gotten 22.5 i believe right is he finished right um, at the tied for the record correct Yep, tied Strahan's record. Yeah. Um, that, that was a record I did not think was going to get beat anytime soon. Uh, 22.5 is 22. That's more yeah, than yeah, one sack a game. That is averaging more than one sack a game. I get it. But as the game evolves, yeah. you know, you look at pass rushers have over, I mean, the last five years coming out of college have been predominantly very very dominant and ahead of the curve um i mean it's the same in in the same way that there's a lot of passing records that are that have gone down in the last couple of years you know the the nfl has become more quarterback friendly mm-hmm. so i you'll see pass we almost had the single season uh receiving yards record broken this week this year yeah so I and it's, and it's I gonna know, like we're stats, gonna see a I, lot more records get broken now that we have a longer season too, right? Like that's just gonna happen naturally. Um, we're gonna see a lot of records and, get 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 beat. And and I'll give Cooper Cup a lot of credit because, um, I don't like Cooper Cup or the Rams or because they play in the NFC West, but I will give him credit. He came out prior to the Week Seventeen game and said when asked about him closing in on Calvin Johnson's single season record for yards, he mm-hmm. actually came out and said, there needs to, it, 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 there needs to be a separation between those who did it in 16 and 17 games because Calvin could easily had another. Right. Yeah. Given an extra game, being yeah. able to recognize that he has an advantage of an extra 60 minutes to play each single week or every season yeah 
I, I agree hundred um, percent. There, there should be some level of distinction. And uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of guys in that Rams team that are just, you know, I know how you feel about the Rams, but there's a lot of guys in that team that are just really likable. Cooper Cup, Matt Stafford, uh, Cam Akers, like just, they got, they got some real likable guys in that team. Um, even Sean McVay. Why is great coach. Makers likable. What was that? I, why, what, what deems Cam Akers likable? What team's Cam Akers likable? Uh, his, this was his, his second recovery year story. Are you kidding me? Like his, reco- the, the, his recovery story this year has been awesome. No, okay. the dude, there's, dude there's, put in the grind. Why, why wouldn't you like him? This kid, that this kid was supposed to come season. in to like have a big season. He blew out his like Achilles tendon and he is back on the field already. Like it's like he has way surpassed the timelines that they were expecting for him. And he's been able to like have just a, a like an actual impact going into the, into the playoffs. Well, he didn't in his first game back, he had no impact. Sure. Sure. But I'm saying that he has the opportunity to make impact, right? He's put himself back in a position and that in itself is an accomplishment given the, the, like what he was up against this season. I, I, I find it likable. All I'm saying yeah, is it's like, right. if you don't like it, you don't have to. But I like it. I get it. You're a Niners fan, whatever. But hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because when you're putting it in comparison to likable guys like Matt Stafford, who his entire career wasted in Detroit, finally gets his sure. opportunity with a good team. Cooper Cup coming from a small college in Michigan to being – I'm the number one receiver in the NFL, a guy who had a good rookie year and then didn't play until week 18. I don't hold that. I don't hold those two in those in the same breath. Sure. There's torn, I mean, AC, I, there's, torn, there's torn ACLs every single year, bro. All right. All right. Well, I, either way, I thought it was a cool story and he seems like a likable dude to me. So get your dick, get his dick out of your mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> You're such a Niners man. Uh, all right, let's get, let's get this thing started here. We're going to be looking there. There's no Thursday game to review because there are no games on Thursday. So let's. Uh, oh, and it's also fucking Friday. So. Yeah. But we review Thursday yeah. games. On, on, on uh-huh. Yeah. 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 It's the first playoff. It is the first ever sure playoff episode and you are fucking slipping out the gate i don't think i am slipping up the you, are. I was mad, you are i was telling you like, matter of factly there was no thursday game that's all there is to look, it. i i i well, i would be recap sh- a thursday game if it wasn't there i all but shit because there's no thursday games in the playoffs and there were no thursday I games know. in the prior the last two weeks of i the realize season. that i am i am all i am all but positive have covid and i am still the better half of this. Wow. I mean, you, you, the delirium is real. I get it. <laughs> All right. Raiders are at the Bengals. That is the first game that we got coming up here Saturday. It's at 2.30 p.m. my time, which I don't know what the fuck time it is for everyone else. I don't want to do the math. Um, but Cincinnati is uh, hosting at home. Indeed. They are five and a half point favorites, uh, two ten and seven teams facing off um i mean i think at the start of the year i don't think too many people expected either team to be in the playoffs but here they are okay it would be 130 pacific 430 yeah 430 central 530 eastern standard time you are fucking up bud i'm not because it'd be 330 I, central and 430 eastern standard time 
Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Three thirty. I was just, I was just being lazy. I wasn't being dumb. I have fucking COVID. All right. Okay. Raiders are at the Bengals, as I said. Now, I think that the. I was telling you this. I think the Raiders have to be one of like the the better matchup opponents to get in the first round. Um, you brought up the mm-hmm. Steelers, and I agree. I think the Steelers are probably a better. You're you're right. That is probably the more desirable. And maybe the Patriots, too, with the way Mac Jones has been playing. But the Raiders is a good matchup. And the Bengals got that one. The Bengals, however, are very inconsistent. So this is these are two very, very inconsistent teams. And unfortunately, really every playoff team this year has a little bit of an inconsistent streak in them. So what do you see happening uh, in this one? Well, I mean, you talk about the inconsistency with both teams. Look at how, how exhausted must, must the Raiders be? Not from everything that's happened this year, like just how the last six weeks has played out, how many last second field goals, how many times they had to go into overtime. Like that has to be, that's got to take a toll on a defense. And the Raiders defense was on the field for 90 snaps last week, again, on Monday night against the Chargers. So, I would like the, the Raiders have put together a one of the better storylines from this season. Um, you know, with all the adversity they faced with Henry Ruggs, they had another player get a DUI, John Gruden, and the interim coach coming in taking over. Yeah, uh, there's there's a lot to like about this Raiders team and the Raiders for for facts being facts beat the Bengals this year yeah um but that's not that's not gonna happen this go around um you talk about a team that like like just physical exhaustion over the last month and a half and then you're going up against a team while inconsistent uh they're a lot of their stars got rest in week 18, Joe Burrow didn't play. Joe Mixon didn't play. So you're going to get a, a healthy amount of your stars on the offensive side of the ball coming in rested and ready for the playoffs. So right. uh, I'm I'm going to I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take the points. Um, but I, I think it it'll be it'll be it's not going to be a blowout. The, the Raiders will keep it interesting. It'll be a lot closer than most people anticipate. But I, I think. I, I I I would take the Bengals at six plus okay. in this game. Yeah, I, I think I would too. Um, God, Joey Burrow, Jamar Chase, man, what a great combination. And the fact is, I'm, I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that Joe Burrow and Derek Carr have the exact same number of playoff wins. Yeah. Zero. Also, Zero. the same amount of playoff starts. Zero. 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 So they're both come, but they're both they're both coming into this in their first career playoff start. Exactly. And so you know when you when sometimes you know people want to make the case for the veteran over the younger player, and even though you know and that that isn't really the case here. It's both both these guys are improving in the playoffs, and so there is no. I don't think there is a veteran. Uh, experience major experience advantage here especially since joey burrow really has now uh you know two years under his belt obviously you know he had a half season being injured but still it's not like he was away from the game um he has uh obviously gotten some some 
some great playing time under his belt. He's found success, turned around a franchise. Like I think Joe Joey Burrow is about as as equipped as any young quarterback um, in this matchup. So I love this. I, I love the way the Bengals finished their season out too. Um, just strong with, I mean, they had the Jamar chase game of just like a thousand yards. So yeah, give me the bangles and give me the points. Oh, and it looks like I have lost Tyler. We will have to continue in a moment. There you are. I don't know why the fuck it just booted me out, but whatever. <laughs> well, you got you back in. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, – so I don't know if you heard, but uh, I essentially said uh, give me Cincinnati at the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the same – you bring up the both very unproven. At the same time, I would not – I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr comes and balls out this game. Sure. Really oh, sure. Yeah, I would really wouldn't. I, I yes, and, and I said yeah. I, I definitely believe Cincinnati has the advantage here, but I I, I w- it would not shock me at all to see the Raiders pull this one out. Uh, Derek Carr, I think, is having one of the best seasons of his career. Well, I mean, he's a he's he's a he's. I mean, him and Matt Ryan fall into the same pretty category of quarterbacks. Like, don't necessarily have the best surrounding talent around them, but they continue to put up four thousand passing yards every year, twenty five at plus passing touchdowns. Like, they have been. Derek Carr has been a very very efficient, productive quarterback in the NFL. Uh, it's just he doesn't have the sexy numbers and the wins and the playoff appearances to go with it. No, so this would be his. This would be his first attempt to try and write that ship. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that game is going to be exciting. I'm, I'm just, dude. We got so many great first round matchups this this year. So many you, great you, matchups. And you do realize I was thinking about this earlier. Every single wild card matchup, excluding one game, is a right. rematch from this season. Yes. Yes. Every single one. So there's really only one game that you're going that two teams are going to go into where you haven't seen them. You don't. You're you're anticipating what to expect, but you you haven't lined up on both sides of ball of the ball against that that other team. So I I think we could we could spell this could be a very big upset type of week. It could as be a big as... upset type of week, and when we have teams familiar with each other. It tend to be closer games, right? Which is which is yeah. better for everyone, right? That's you know, whenever when games are tight and and uh, contested, everyone wins. Um, there's only one. The there's only, <laughs> there's only, dude, there's only there's only one game this weekend. I'm anticipating to be a blowout. Correct. Correct, and I think the lines reflect that. Um, <laughs> let's uh, move on to the next game, which is the Patriots at buffalo against my bills in um their second consecutive playoff uh season here is uh buffalo here making the playoffs a couple years in a row that's fantastic didn't didn't think it would happen again in my lifetime patriots uh mac jones has been struggling a little bit and it's interesting to see is he is he going to have the momentum so i'm going to obviously be talking about the bills here for a bit but tyler before i do give me your give me your take on this game so the lines at four in favor of the Bills. Four or five w- currently. Okay. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. Mac Jones has we we talked about him for weeks at nauseum of when is that rookie wall gonna come and slam him in the face? And uh it, it hit him, but then he didn't recover from it. Right. 
He hasn't um, yet. And I, he hasn't yet, at least. And I think, well, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that that offense doesn't run through him. That that offense is not dependent on him. That team is not dependent on him to to you know light it up for three hundred yards and three touchdowns every single week to win games. Um, it's through the running game and and playing really good defense. And I I will say I will say this, telling you my pick. I've got Buffalo and I have Buffalo covering. But what I will say is, game time temperature is expected to be single yeah. digits or below. And that is New England type football where they all they got to do is run it and play good defense. And obviously the wins won't be as atrocious as they were the, the, you know, the first time y'all met up where it was like up to 50 mile an hour gusts right. with fucks throwing the ball in that. Um, but I, I, this is going to be a very physical game and it's going to come down to, it's not going to come down to which quarterback is throwing the ball. It's who is the more physical team? Who can, who, who can bully the other one? And a, I, while I do place my faith in the Bills in this one, especially because they're at home, um, that bully type mentality, that's, that's Bill Belichick football. And that's and Josh Allen for all the great things he has done in his career. He's three and four against Bill Belichick, and he's going up against him a third time this season. And there, it's a one-one split. So, um, like I said, I do like the Bills. I will take the Bills to win this one. I will take the Bills to cover. I would just before you hop off on your little tirade about your team, I would just tell you, and which I'm sure you're already doing because. You're a homer and a much less cautious fan against every other team the Bills face, excluding the Patriots. So, except the the, the 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 second time y'all faced them, I mean, and I you're like, to, I, I, I I'll was, take them at ten, and yeah, they lost. Yeah, I mean, that was was not the first time we lost. The first time we didn't lose. Oh uh, no, yeah, it was it was the first time. Um, but I, I feel like you understand playoff mentality, not just for your own team, but for every team going into it. And you know the environment that they're going to play in. That this is going to be a smash mouth, probably a low scoring football game. Yeah, I think that you know as, as far it looks like a great matchup. I think the game's going to be a little more boring <laughs> than people realize because and I'm just going to say this because there's going to be punting. There's you're going to have teams punting. Like you're going to have both teams punting the ball this way. It's just going to happen. You're going to have teams having both teams are going to fa- have I think uh issues uh moving the balls at stretches of this game. Um and I, I think that both teams are going to find success uh, moving the ball in their own ways, right? And, uh, you know, first let's look at New England. You got Mac Jones. We've talked about how he's had recent struggles. Uh, that all being said, he almost finished the season with 4,000 yards, which is uh, pretty impressive. Obviously, he had an extra, you know, na- nowadays, I think quarterback yardage is going to change a lot in general coming up. But with Mac Jones at 3,800 yards, his rookie year, 22 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, even with the dip of productivity at the end of the season, still a great year for a rookie. Um, and then you got their running attack who has, who has multiple, uh, you have th- essentially three running backs uh, that are all capable of moving the ball, um, where new England is really weak offensively on the playmaking side is in their receiving core. They have Jacoby Myers who got not just one, but two touchdowns this season. Well, well, uh, yep. But at 83 receptions, 866 yards as their number one receiver. That's not like 
that's not our true number one. That, that's just not. And the, the receivers have a hard time getting enough separation still. It's a problem that they had last year. Uh, I think they've gotten a little better this year, especially with their tight ends uh, getting involved in the passing attack. But uh, still, they, they don't have elite receiving options, right? So what does New England do? They rely on the ground game and they rely on their defense. Um, we saw them execute that to perfection when they beat Buffalo with three passes, although that game was, it really came down to the wire. And then we saw in, in a game where they actually had to throw the ball that it wasn't, you know, they didn't have nearly as much success. Um, now on the Buffalo side of things, uh, facing against that stiff new England defense, uh, you got Josh Allen who finished the season just under 4,500 yards. He had 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. And I actually think that a lot of fans, uh, that's a little bit of a disappointing, uh, final stat line, but you know what? Still at the end of the day, a great season. Um, Stefan Diggs, 103 receiving yards, 1,225 uh, yards, and um, sorry, 103 receptions, 1,225 yards, and 10 touchdowns on the season. Those are the numbers of a true wide receiver one. What an idiot. <laughs> and he didn't even have his greatest season, right? He, he had, like, compared to last season, uh, you know, a bit of a fall off. That's still a great season, though, in wide receiver one numbers. The, however, the, what is really nice and the, the thing, the, the statistics, the stats that any Bill fan right now is going to be most excited about is not uh, Stefan Diggs. It's not Josh Allen. It's Devin Singletary, who has finally been anointed the, the team's true RB1. And he, okay, and I get it. You look at his stat line, 188 carries, 870 yards, seven touchdowns. That's not anything walloping. That being said, if you told me a month ago when he was under 500 yards that he was going to finish the season at 870, I would have told you you're fucking retarded. And guess what? You would have been, I would have been dead wrong because he finished at 870. He, he got almost 400 yards over the past month. Um, he, he finally was able to find production in this offense. And that has helped Buffalo finish the season strong on, um, on, on a positive note. Uh, when they were just hovering at essentially one game above 500, not, not that long ago. Um, and they were able to finish 11 and six. So Buffalo definitely has to be feeling good uh, as far as uh, they're finding the run game to complement the pass game, which makes Josh Allen even more dangerous. It makes their uh, deep attack even more dangerous. Um, and you have two teams that are trending in different directions. I do think this game's going to get ugly. I do think you're right in the fact that it's going to be physical and it's going to be cold. Um, but I think that Buffalo is the more complete dangerous team right now. And so I will take the bills. I'm taking the under though. I think it's mm. going to come down to the last position. I do. Mm. I think it's going to be a 17, 14 type game. I'm taking the under. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Um, and I mean, people who want to, you know, fucking shake their goddamn noses at fucking what Devin Singletary's did putting up 800 something fucking yards this season. Yeah. Well, considering that's a lot better than what Buffalo's had in recent memory from, from running from a running, running back in their backfield. Um, and it's, I, and it's, he did it on 188 carries. That's, that's good efficiency, right? Um, well, all right, let's, Buffalo was doing Buffalo things with their running back group for like the first 10 weeks. 
Yeah. Where it was splitting it between Devin and Zach Moss when he was healthy. Matt Brietta had a couple of games where he was getting majority of the touches. Yeah. Um, it just it just so happens that over the last three games, last three, four games, Singletary's been the guy who's actually been able to produce, which is actually and he, well, he's had the touches. They, they, it's and in, I think I think he, they realized we need to have a we need to have some level of consistency in this passing, and we need to make one guy at least a consistent threat. And they're like, we're gonna and Devil Singletary is the most explosive guy they have, and so that's the guy they went with. And I think his game does complement uh, what Josh Allen does really well. Well, Jesus Christ, man, why did it take two years to figure it out? Yeah, well. I mean, like Zach Ryan Moss Davis. is also an intriguing option. They just couldn't decide it, and whichever one they went with, I think would have been good. I just they didn't want to commit. They didn't want to commit to anyone. Not and, each, yeah. each of them. Each of them had have have had opportunity where they were, whether it be injury or anything like that, where they had the opportunity to seize that RB one status and command the majority of the touches, but it's. They go out there and either underperform or Brian Dable's going away and he's strictly living through the pass game. It's good to see if you're a Buffalo fan. Yeah. Um, It's really nice to see that someone not named Josh Allen is getting productive late in the season through the running game. Um, Someone not named Josh Allen. I mean, we talked about it. Leading in running yards. about it. We lost you there, Tyler. We talked about it so much. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, but we were so we talked about it multiple times this season. Where, when especially when Buffalo was going through their rough stretch and they were down to seven and six, it was just like, okay, is is Buffalo fucking dead? Like, are they? Is Josh Allen not that guy? It, it was because no, they weren't running the ball. And when they tried, they weren't doing it effectively, which nobody was scared that right. they were going to try and run the ball. So all you got to do is tell your pass rushers to pin their ears back and go get the quarterback. Um, so, I mean. It, there is not and there is not one good um quarterback in this league that doesn't have a decent run game on a winning team you know like i can't think of one right like and, and the josh allen was kind of the exception and good quarterbacks need to have run support right um you have even even in kansas city they were able to they were able to do more running <laughs> than buffalo was fairly consistently um it's yeah look at green bay look at green bay they got two great running backs over there uh to help uh aaron Rodgers out right you got you got look at look at the the rams they got like three decent running back options over there in their backfield um you know quarterbacks need run games they do people forget this but run games help quarterbacks more than yeah, anyone no else. for sure for sure dude the, the case in point is tennessee bro yeah dude tennessee that, that offense runs through the run game, and that run game opens up the pass game. When you can live off running the football and running off play action, bro, you're going to have an easy time moving that football down the field. And that's what held – because I know we talked about Tennessee uh, stumbling down into the season. That's something we thought they were going to kind of fall apart, and they didn't fall apart nearly as much as we thought they would. And a big part of that is because they were finding the run game with Deonta Foreman there leading, leading that backfield. And they had also uh, Hilliard in there. Uh, making some nice plays for them. So they were able to find some level of running productivity to replace 
uh, not replicate, but to some level replace uh, Derrick Henry's production. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next game, uh, which is going to be Sunday. Those are the two games for Saturday. Uh, Sunday, first game on the list here is Eagles and the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers are eight and a half point favorites, which is the second biggest line uh, on this weekend. And they come in uh, as the home team at 13 and four and the Eagles at nine and eight uh, records wise. This is, I think the biggest disparity among any team. Uh, yeah. The next closest one would be Chiefs Kansas Steelers. city and the Steelers. Um, but yeah, no, and I think, most people, if you were just looking at the records of opponents facing each other this week, most people would sit and look and go, Tampa Bay got the easiest fucking game in this weekend. And I don't, I don't agree with that. They got the, the uh, personally, if you're making like the easiest game for me, obviously, I think it, it's got to be Kansas City against the Steelers. And then if you're talking about, when you flip the script and you're talking about teams that drew horrible matchups, first and foremost, just because you're so familiar with each other, mm -hmm. I would say, honestly, even though I picked them to win and cover, I say the Bills probably got the shittiest pick I know, right? as, <laughs> as opponents to face in the first round. I know. Um, I know. Um, but I just, look, Tampa Bay sitting at 13 and four. The, you know the chaos that they've had brewing in their uh, you know in their locker room over the last couple of weeks. Nobody, some people don't really know what to make, especially both. I mean, both sides of the ball, they, they still have pass catching options without Godwin and, and without Antonio Brown. You still have Mike Evans. You still have Gronk, uh, and then you've got a, a mixed bag of of options after that. Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. You know, they're getting Leonard Fournette back this week. So I – the more telling stat for me is we we applauded and we're just at awe at how stout the, the, the Buccaneers' defense, especially the run defense, was, was last year. They have given up big-time yardage over the final five weeks of the season. I mean – the, the fucking Jets ran for over 150 on them. Yeah. And you're you're getting an opponent who, while their record is 9-8, and eight, but you're getting an opponent that's top three in rushing in a game that is, is in Tampa Bay but is expected to be wet, humid, slick. I mean, the ball's coming out. And Philadelphia turns the ball over the least in the NFL. So people who are thinking that Tampa Bay has a cakewalk in this game are sadly mistaken. And it, you got the GOAT. You've got an elite wide receiver one. You've got a Hall of Fame tight end, one of the greatest to ever play the position. Yeah. Uh, all that being said, I still like Tampa, but I'm not taking the points. Eight and a half is way too much when you really dive deep into the analytics of this game and you look at what the Eagles' strength is offensively and what the – I mean, it was their strength for a while, but over the last couple of weeks, it's really become a, just as big of a weakness as their secondary for the Bucks on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's going to be a slugfest. And if Philly can somehow – take a page out of the saints uh, playbook 
with how they handle Tom Brady, it's run the ball and play really good defense, limit his opportunities. Um, but I'm still, I'm still going to take Tom Brady. I don't trust Jalen Hurts that much. So I, I'll, I'll take Brady. I'll take him at a field goal. I, I think this is going to be an absolute slugfest between two really good teams. Two really good teams. The Eagles are a good team. You know, people forget they started what two and five, I think, uh, two and six. Well, like they had a bad, bad run. They finished really strong and played very consistently over the like the last, really the last two thirds of the season. It was more than just half a season yeah. of, of strong, consistent play from them. Um, they just started off that first one third. And one thing that the Soriano, their head coach has been, uh, has been really um, enforcing this year is resting his players as much as possible. And I think you do see the effects, the Eagles. I mean, they've been a little bit banged up and nothing like crazy serious. And they've kept a lot of their, I mean, they had some running back issues there for a little while, but I mean, they've really stayed pretty healthy. Um, And they're coming into this game on a really, really strong momentum Jalen Hurts is going to be a problem for this Buccaneers team. He is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger problem for this Buccaneers team that no one talks about is the uh, is that Philly defense, which is much improved mm-hmm. over last year. And that Philly defense, people don't realize, Philadelphia finished uh, as strong as they did without putting up a ton of points per game. I had uh, uh, Jalen Hurts on my fantasy team and uh, Devonta Smith. And while they were great like players and all that, and they did put up some, some very relevant fantasy points, they weren't exactly scoring a ton of points. Um, that defense is what kept them in games and gave them opportunity to win games, even in games where they massively underproduced, um, especially in the passing attack. Uh, Philly's got a great run defense and a, and a great, uh, excuse me, they got a great run game and they got a great defense. And that's, that is a, as a tough playoff combination, right? Any team that can do that is going to stay close in playoff games. So I absolutely am not taking the over in this line. That said, this is Tom Brady we're talking about. This is yeah. the playoffs, and he's not losing in the first week against Philadelphia. I'm sorry, he's not. Um, he's going to win, I think. I, I mean, I would love to see Philly Philly win, right? Last last time, Tom Brady faced Philly in the playoffs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you never know. But um, – I would love, I would love to see Philly win to stay love just on the off win. chance. Like if, if the, bro, if the 49ers beat the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles win too, the Green Bay Packers, the Eagles got to go play the Packers, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, you go handle them. We'll take another week to get up there. Like, <laughs> we'll, we'll fucking see what happens. But dude, this, just talking about this Eagles team, bro, they have evolved. They are, have honestly have been one of the most evolving teams. If and, and my, they're the, With the horrible start they got off to, this team evolved more than any other team in the NFL as the season went on. Not just with, oh, they're winning games. No, man, they completely changed their offensive identity. They, they went run first and run heavy. And it was, I mean, I think it was after week six, they were the number one rushing attack. Yeah. And that was with that was with Jordan Howard and Boston Scott. Miles Sanders yeah. was hurt. Yeah. So yeah. I mean and, you know, I, I knew what I think they did is they looked at the Ravens and what the Ravens were doing. Because the Ravens have a mobile quarterback, they have a committee of running backs. They were dealing with some like some pretty gruesome injuries themselves, right? Just like Miles Sanders being down. 
um, they were like, all right, well, what, what, what's what's Baltimore doing? Because they have a lot of the same offensive skill set players and kind of kind of makeup, right? And yeah. I think they looked at what the Ravens are doing and just said, let's do that. And it's worked because no one in the NFC is doing what the Ravens are doing in the AFC. Um, not to the level, not not to the imitation level that the Philly did. Like if yeah, we no, call yeah, it right. what it is. You're right. Like yeah. I think the closest, the closest one would be Arizona, but they don't set up Kyler on design runs that much. Most of the times when he's running, it's it's improvising on plays. Correct. They'll dial up. They'll dial up absolute. Like this is a running play for Jalen out of the quarterback position. So I think this is this is gonna be a really fun game to watch. I do too. Um, this is not this is not a game I would anticipate. Right. Being I mean, at being the end an of the upset. game in a, in a close game, if the game's tied with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like you trust Tom Brady, you trust Jalen Hurts, and yeah, exactly. That's just you know that's all there is. If it if it comes if it comes down to a two minute drill, which quarterback are you taking? I'm going to take the 44 year old who led the league in passing yards this year. (laughs) And we'll 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 crack into this a little bit before we close out the podcast because I would like to get your opinion on who you think the MVP should be at the end of this year. There's a lot of controversy around I have, it. So I, I I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty entrenched in one, in one person's case. All right. So let's, let's save that for the end. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, well, yeah. Well, that'll be, that'll be a great thing to recap there at the end. Eagles. We are both in agreement are going to most likely lose this game, but it's going to be closer than people realize yes. as I think our consensus here. Um, so let's go ahead and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna skip over to the 49ers Mm. who are traveling after squeaking, squeaking by the thinnest of margins into the playoffs. And it was, I'm sorry. It was, but it's, but it's not to say they're a bad team. That's not what I'm implying. Okay. This is, this is a uh, a reflection of of how like down to the last, I mean, you guys literally had to win an, an overtime game to get through. That is squeaking. Squeaking. Yes. Yes. Winning on 17, ha- nothing to, to a yes. coach that's never, yes. never lost when leading yes. at halftime 43 yes. and 0 squeaking. Yes. Okay. Correct. That's exactly because you didn't, you didn't trounce them. You squeaked by, and that's exactly what it was. And, and but, but it's, but it's, it's, it is a huge feat. I'm not like, let's not like make two, two bones about it, but the Niners did was nothing short of amazing. Uh, Sean McVay, 40, 43, right? 43 and oh, when leading at halftime, was it? 43 and oh, and that's 43 what he, and oh, that's what it was. And eighteen and one and that, might have been might have been like the most awesome like eight like and one record ever, right? <laughs> Dubiously, forty three and one is up there. Forty three and one is up there. That is, and awesome. that jackass was celebrating in the end zone when they went up seventeen nothing, like he won the fucking Super Bowl. They scored seven more points the rest of the game, but they squeaked by. Yeah, yeah. They squeaked by. Yeah, that was weird. I'd, I've never seen a coach run out there and try to celebrate with his players like that in the end zone. That was. I would accept a squeak by from you because a tie would have also gotten the 49ers in. Yes. If they had tied, 
True. I would have said, oh, yeah, oh, they absolutely squeaked the fuck in. They have no business being here. Simba, no, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't. Hold on. I said squeaked by. I did not say, and I do not believe they have no business being there. Uh, I, I, I think the Niners are definitely a playoff team, and I'm glad they're in there because I think they're a team that should be in there, that should be competing for 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 the Super Bowl. They should be given that opportunity, and they've earned that opportunity, especially with the way they finished their season. Um, so I, I I have nothing but great things to say about the Niners, it, but it was like I mean you 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 were on the edge of your seat, you were on the edge of your seat that oh. entire second half, and you oh, had no idea what was going to happen. You had let's no, not get and you and there and you know the thought crossed. I know you know that the thought crossed by your head. Fuck, our season's over. Our season. You you thought that multiple times that that game. So let's it's a fucking squeak not, by, and I'm not taking please. it back. Now go ahead and give me your spiel on why the Niners are going to wreck shop over the Cowboys. Let's not get it twisted and sit here like I wasn't sitting when it was seventeen nothing going. Uh-huh. Well. That's it. That's it, man. And also, like, after they tied it up, and then they picked Matt Stafford off, and they get it within the 10-yard line, and Garoppolo throws an interception. I was just like, yeah, there it is. I'm like, I've seen that one too many times, man. Mike, they gave the momentum back. We're not talking about the the team that has to call Kyle Shanahan and no. Debo their, their dad, like, because they fucking own that team six and oh in the last three years. Um, talking about teams that if they had their pick at who they were going to take on in the first round, I think Dallas, as much as they've, especially Micah fucking Parsons coming out and saying, oh, well, they're bullies and Sometimes it just takes a bully to stand up to, you know, knock a bully on his ass and blah, 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 blah. Behind closed doors, I guarantee you the Cowboys would not have picked the 49ers as their first round matchup. The Cowboys are lauded this season for a 12 and 5 record. Uh, some outstanding play on offense. Some, not a lot, some. Their offense was very, very mediocre at times when it shouldn't be with a quarterback that's getting paid $75 million this year. When you have a wide receiving core consisting of Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, Gallup up until two weeks ago. But even behind him, Cedric Wilson's a nice wide receiver at three. And you've got – you have uh, a Zeke who hasn't – I get he had over 1,000 yards, but – He's a shell of his former self, and he's been that way for a couple of years now. But you also have Tony Pollard, who has given a little light into this backfield. You have what is an aging, but still a top-tier offensive line. And you have a defense that completely flipped the script by drafting Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is 110%, absolutely no debate about it, the defensive rookie of the year. He was in the conversation for defensive player of the year uh, up until uh, TJ Watt went and tied single season sack record. Um, and even then, Robert Quinn had 18 sacks. Um, yeah, I'll toot him, but I, I mean, Nick Bosa in, in a comeback year off an ACL tear. Uh, 
fourth and sacks, first and total quarterback pressures, first and quarterback hits. Um, I would have put him also above Micah, but Micah, I mean, he's an absolute force to deal with on the offense. There's there's two glaring stats going into this game that you need to look at when you're trying to figure out who has the upper hand. And each stat is a handicap for the other team. You have the 49ers, who we know what the 49ers are. We know what brand of football they play that leads to success. We know they run the football and they play good defense. They're a smash-mouth physical football team. And when they can play their brand, they win more times than they don't. 49ers right now are in finished seventh in rushing yards per game. For as great as the defense, Cowboys defense has been, they are 16th in rushing yards allowed per game. So they're middle of the pack. Now you flip it over. The Cowboys led the league in plays over 20 yards, uh, 20 plus yard plays, which are deemed uh, explosive plays. The 49ers gave up the most 20 plus yard plays and it's going to come down to who's more physical. If the 49ers can get home, sending four, may, not giving up anyone on the back end, mm-hmm. and they can create pre- pressure on Dak, then I think the 49ers should absolutely win this game, especially if they can dominate the way they do on an offense with their brand of football. If Dak has three to five seconds to sit in the pocket, to pick apart a, a really mediocre secondary, I think the Cowboys are going to blow the 49ers out of the water. Um, because if, and I mean, they've done it in some inconsistent stretches, but I mean, you look at the people that they have on offense, they have the ability to go off at any time. But you also have to look at the fact that while they're 12 and five, they're 6-0 against their NFC East opponents, being the Giants twice, the Eagles twice, and the football team twice. They're 6-5 and five against everyone else. Their best loss this season came against uh, Tampa Bay in week one. That was their best loss. It was a 31-29 finish. That was week one. They were stifled by the, by the Chiefs. The, and I know he doesn't. But if for some reason, and if he's not already, like if I'm coming up with it for a play calling genius like Kyle, I'd be like, if you want to figure out how to beat this team, go pull the tape from the Denver Bronco game. Because the Denver yeah, Broncos. Little, yeah, that was that was just a beat down. It was a fucking colossal smack in the mouth. And, they finished and it with goes 100. back to what you talked about with getting pressure on back. And that's what it really comes down to. Uh, to, to beating this Cowboy team, because you're right in that Dak. Okay, so first of all, Dak is, he has great vision, great vision at, at quarterback position, and he has an, an awesome arm. He, he he really does have an underrated arm. Um, you give him time, he's going to make great throws. He's going to make great plays. He can move around in the pocket a bit, right? But if you can get pressure, and the Niners have the personnel to get pressure, and they have the personnel mm-hmm. to speed rush him, right, which gets that pressure quick and to put him under duress when he is trying to scramble, right? 
Uh, it's one thing to scramble when, when, when you know, you got a defensive end that's more of a bull rusher. It's another thing to, to scramble from a defensive end that's just an athletic freak, right? And, yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a, you're running for your life and two, right? Like it's a very different run for your life. And uh, Dak's, Dak is human. And so I think that um, what, what the Broncos did is they were able to get pressure on him. They, we saw that. Well, they were also able to run the foot. They had a hundred, they hung up 190 yards rushing. Yeah. On the, on the Broncos. I think this game comes down to a couple really key matchups and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the quarterbacks out of it. I mean, it's going to come. It's going, hold on. When I, when I come, when I, it'll, it'll make sense. Okay. In a second. Hold on. It's going to be Kittle against Micah. And it's going to be Debo against Trayvon because I mean, and Micah's going to have some involvement with, with Debo too, because Debo is used heavily in the run game as well, but keeping Debo and maybe Brandon, you or, or uh, Juwan Jennings, Juwan Jennings, a seventh round pick from this last year or no, two years ago. And he goes off for 96 yards and two tutties against the Rams last week. Like Muhammad and Kyle's come out and said, like Muhammad Sanu has been off the IR for a couple of weeks. Like that's usually his role, but Jawan has played so physical and so smash mouth and not afraid to get in anyone's face or be covered by anyone. Like it's hard to take him out. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 if the 49ers can play their game of football, the Cowboys are going to have to answer with that same level of physicality to beat them. It's going, and, Fred Warner against whoever's coming out of that backfield, whether it be Zeke or Tony Pollard, control the control the line of scrimmage. That is where a big part of deciding this game is going to come from. And this is as homer as I'm going to get. You you've heard me all year. I'm taking the 49ers, and I, I don't need the points because they're the underdog. I think the 49ers are going to come out and play smash mouth football. Like you talk about, like you talk about the Eagles getting off to a bad start. The 49ers are three and five. Nobody finished in the NFC with a better record following week eight than the 49ers. They got people back healthy. They got back to their style of football. And I don't think, I think, I don't think Dallas has enough of a pedigree against opponents that aren't playing in the NFC least to sit here with sit here with any type of any type of conviction that they're going to come out and they're going to absolutely blow out this 49ers team. I, I don't see it. So I, I got the 49ers moving on. Yeah, and I think that you know you could always make the argument that you know if this game is close, who would you rather have running your two minute drill, Dacker or Jimmy G? And I know you've mentioned how you you you're you're a little you think Jimmy G's underrated here, but I'm sorry, I'm taking Dak. But I, that's not that's not the argument that we should be making here, right? That's not the focal point here because the teams are very different in what their strengths and weaknesses are in general. Yeah. Um, and you know, so like you look at the biggest advantage, you know, you get matched. What's the biggest advantage uh, that the Cowboys have over uh, over San Francisco? And I would, I would probably look at the quarterback position as one of those spots. Um, but but then you look at mm-hmm. the Niners, yeah. right? And you go, you look at the tight end position, right? The, 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 the Cowboys don't have a tight end that can stretch the field or block uh, the way George Kittle can. They don't have anyone of that kind of 
um, uh, pedigree. So, the, so the, the, they're off their 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 weaknesses and strengths in general just are, are a little bit different here on these teams. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it's not like who do you trust. Well, I don't think the argument is who do you trust more. Now that is, it's which strengths do you like more. Um, and I I I like I like the Niners. I like the I like that they have the physicality to run the ball. I like that they have uh, the, I like that they have options that can, that can yak. And when you have Jimmy G as your quarterback, you need big time yakers and between Debo Samuel and George Kittle, I'm not sure you can find two better yakers on a team, put them with a decent quarterback and Holy fuck, watch them, watch them have even better seasons. But, but Debo Samuel, I'm sorry, this guy's a fucking, beast he is a matchup problem you put him anywhere on that field and defense is like fuck what's he gonna do anytime he goes in motion he knows someone is pinching their like clenching their butt cheeks a little extra hard right like oh fuck why, why, why where are they going with debo here what, what, what are they doing here and so Dude. that's gotta be just terrifying for defenses right well it's just like bro, look at the last look look at last week he, they, and it's, it's been happening all year. He's an elite run after the catch uh, in the receiving game. He's elite in run after contact. He's, he finishes third in run after contact if he was a qualified running back. Mm-hmm. He also threw a fucking passing touchdown last week. I, this dude can do it fucking all. And right. I did. Look, man, I, I understand there's... Hey, there's correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't he your third string kicker? I, 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 uh, like, and I'm being I, serious. I think that if I your kickers go know. down, I think he's, he's the... He's the um, he's like the roster player that can still kick for them. I honestly don't know. And Look into that are, for me. Because like, I think are, it is. I really you are, do. You want to talk about kickers. Robbie Gold had to punt last week. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mitch Wisnowski went out with a concussion, yeah. and I see, and, and we're down seventeen nothing, and I see Robbie Gold trotting out to punt. I'm like, this can't, this can't get any fucking worse, can it? Like before you know it, dude, fucking Brandon Ayuk's gonna be lining up under center. Yeah, the only way you guys would be able to win a game in that situation if you were to squeak by it. I don't appreciate the squeak by. <laughs> analogy bro i really don't it, it would it the deficit they came back from and if it was close all, if, if it was if it, it was, was close a, all it was a historic it was a historic feat nothing short of it if it would and and by my by the you by, need to wink a hold historic on, feat on, to on, get into on, the playoffs on, the last on, game of the season it's squeaking by hold on pro football focus this was a set this, this was a stat i saw earlier in the week the 49ers at halftime had the lowest percent chance of winning. So you, you see the win probability yeah. stats that come out yeah. through the game the, yeah. at, at halftime. They, wow. they were a zero, they were a 0.4% wow. chance of winning the, the, and put it, I'll put it into perspective for you. The Falcons, uh, Super Bowl yeah. against Brady and the Patriots yeah. when they were at their lowest, yeah. Had a point. The Patriots had a point eight percent chance of winning. Yes. yes. Point eight. 
That's not, motherfucker, that is not squeaking by because you wouldn't say the Patriots squeaked by. Uh, the, the Patriots Falcons. definitely squeaked by. You would by say that's game. a historic fucking comeback. It was. So if, historic, you historic feat, if you need to make a historic feat to win, you have squeaked by. And if you need a historic feat to get into the playoffs on the last game of the season, you have squeaked by. And it was okay. a historic feat. We can agree on okay. that. We can agree it was a historic feat. At that, we don't have to disagree on, right? I hope the Patriots win now. Well, that is. I hope the fucking really, Patriots win. A, see, that's a hurtful. I really statement. do. That's a hurtful I'll, statement. That's. that's I hope. A hurtful I hope statement. the. I hope the Bills are up seventeen. That's not even. That's halftime. not even rooted in like logic. I at least had an argument why I said I, like you're just I, hurtful. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope the Bills are leading seventeen three at halftime and y'all lose in overtime. I really do. Uh, the Patriots would have squeaked by then. Yeah, and y'all would be sitting on the goddamn couch. Yes. Paying your yes. paying your boy a quarter of a billion dollars to lose in the first round to a rookie quarterback. I really hope y'all lose. I'm not changing my pick, but I hope it happens. <laughs> that is really mean. That is really hurtful. Fuck you, dude. That's what you're you rooting. You're rooting for Bill Belichick. God, that is God, what what's wrong with you, man? How could you root for the Patriots even for one game? I can't it's think COVID, of a game man. I've ever wanted the Patriots to win in my life. It's COVID. I, actually, I can tell I can tell you one game in my life where I sincerely rooted for the Patriots, uh, and it was it was a game they lost. It, I would have loved to see them go eighteen and zero. I really did. I, I I was pulling for them in that Super Bowl against Eli, and it was all for naught. Yeah, I mean nineteen and zero would have been nineteen and zero, but yeah, sure, whatever, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh my fucking god, you, oh. yeah. But hey, I I think so. All right, I think the Niners are gonna win. I think uh, Dallas at three points. I mean, it, it, it like it could go Dallas. So Dallas does have the playmakers. They do have um, uh, definitely defensive playmakers too that can that can turn the tide of a game. So this game really, I think this could be the most entertaining game to watch of all I believe the games. So. I think this will I be the best so. one. And and now you talk about the line, bro. Good teams just right off the bat when Vegas is coming up with these lines, they give three points to the home team. Well, it's a three point fucking line, which is basically Vegas going, we don't know either. <laughs> we don't know either, man. Like hopefully the fucking 49ers fans don't pack out Jerry World the way they did uh, SoFi last week. I mean, who knows? Who fucking knows? I'm sure Jerry will probably be out by the god. He's just knowing the the fucking type of little twat he is. He'll probably be sitting out there deny entrance <laughs> to all wearing red and gold. <laughs> I hate that motherfucker. I hate Jerry Jones. I yeah, right. I hope uh, I hope the Niners fucking wipe these motherfuckers out in the first round. Yeah, and I, I really do like a lot of the players on the Cowboys, but I can't like the Cowboys as a Bills. No, like they, they beat us twice in the, for the Super Bowl, you know, back in the nineties. Like I'll never let that go. It's not. It's not even about. Uh, it's not. It's not even about not liking the Cowboys. Just Man, look at look. But I mean, who the fuck are you talking to? The 49ers and the Cowboys were the goddamn matchup of the decade through the nineties. Oh like, yeah, that was that was that was absolutely it like was. bro. I, I but what I'm saying is like 
you look at you look at how inconsistent they were against good teams and the fucking some of the eggs they laid up against bad teams the, the, even though they have the they they taunt they, they they are flaunting the better record right now it is easier to trust smashed mouth physical football than what could the cowboys be sure and that's why i'm also taking the niners to win all right the last game that we have sunday night is i'm going to get a mac jones jersey tomorrow <laughs> God, you are so hurtful <laughs> the steelers are at the chiefs steelers have a nine seven and of course that very important one and the Chiefs at 12 and five. And uh, hey, I mean, it mattered, right? That one mattered. Um, got him in. Yeah, got him in. Yeah, yeah for sure. Or nine and eight. I don't think they would have. So <laughs> KC, 12 and a half point favorites here. What, what, what do we got? What, what, what's Pittsburgh got to do to make this game close? Get a new quarterback. Okay. Yeah, I right. mean, dude, this this was a matchup like five six weeks ago, man, and the Chiefs just blew this team out of the water. It wasn't close. Like I'm, I'm, I've rooted for Ben the last two weeks. I rooted for him at home against Cleveland in what is going to be his last home game at Heinz, and I rooted for him against Baltimore to get into the playoffs. Um, I'm glad that the NFL gods extended him one more week lease on his NFL career, but it's not happening. It's not happening, dude. And I'm going to take the chiefs and I'm also going to take the points, even with that defense. It's because the chiefs, while they're, they're daunted as uh, a a highly explosive, dangerous offensive team. uh, The second half of the season, they've been playing really good defense too. And you got a quarterback who cannot push the fucking football down the field more than five yards. Uh, and the Chiefs know that. And the all you got to do is just stuff Najee Harris. And this game is yours, bro. Like, yeah. it is over. I, I mean, look, I don't, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, but I don't. I don't agree with the game script though. That that's the one that's where we disagree. Uh, the Steelers are woefully outmatched, right? Like the Chiefs are clearly the better team here. They spanked the shit out of them, right? But but the Steelers are gonna make it a game, right? They're going to, they're gonna make it a game. It's Big Ben's last hurrah. And it's gonna, you know what? It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be like the Chiefs are gonna come out and they're gonna like they're gonna like dick slap him in the face. The Chiefs are gonna come out and be like 14-0 like that. Right. Yeah. Right. And then they're gonna probably go into the halftime, something like 21-3 or some bullshit like that, right? And 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 then it's gonna look like nothing. And then and then the Steelers defense is gonna stand up and force a couple of back-to-back turnovers. And the Steelers are gonna make a mounting charge. And they're going to have one last hurrah for Big Ben, which falls just short, but but has a, a magical ring to 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 cap off a, a wonderful and, and long NFL career. No man, the, the Steelers defense has done that for Ben the last two weeks. I was against Baker Mayfield and Tyler Huntley. Mahomes is going to have a field day with this fucking team. I wouldn't yeah, be fucking Mahomes surprised. Is slightly better than those guys. What are you talking? About? I. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be fucking surprised if we're if if fucking Chad Henney is in a quarterback in the fourth quarter of this game. <laughs> I would not be fucking surprised. Right. No, for sure. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are winning this game. Um, you're taking the over, I'll take the under. But I mean, I, like, yeah. okay, but like let me just say this. All right, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are obviously gonna win this game, but given the way the season has gone. Uh, nothing would be more crazy than the Steelers won. And that's exactly what's going to happen. So upset picks, Steelers are winning because fuck it. Why not? No, I'm, obviously I'm kidding. Steelers uh, are losing. And I was about to say, bro. But, but I was about to I, say, I, 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 I would not. It wouldn't, at this point, nothing shocks me anymore. I'm, I've become I was, dumb. I was, I was about to say, man, you might want to stop taking these fucking mid podcast breaks if you're coming in here saying Steelers upset pick. All right, you need to talk to your guy, man, because <laughs> he is giving you some funky shit, man. It's it's we have stores here, Tyler. We have stores. It's legal. <laughs> we, we don't have guys anymore. Good <laughs> Who are you, weirdo? <laughs> and that'll that'll go ahead. That that goes to show how long it's been since I've fucking taken any vitamins. All right. <laughs> Because I grew up in California, they have stores now that they have stores now too. I don't know about it. I was fuck. I was fucking nineteen years old, man. I'm thirty now. Mm. I, I don't know about man. your special little stores. Oh, look, look oh my god! What, really? Look really? Look okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, the Chiefs are winning. I'm taking the ender, though. I am. I, I think that I really do think the Steelers are going to have a little bit of a spirited, spirited last hurrah. Where it's more, it's more just more anything, just kind of like a, a little bit of a, you know, stat padding, you know, when it's over garbage time. But it'll be, it'll make the game close and interesting for a second. For a second, you're going to be like, oh, if they just get this onside no. kick and get this, they no, might have a chance. Won't, no. And it's not going to happen. That's what this, I'm telling you, this is, they're going to be, telling gonna you, be, this is the game script. You're going to have just a glimmer of hope that the Steelers might, at the very end, complete the comeback. And then it's gonna be like, nope. <laughs> nope. They're going to be attempting, <laughs> they're going to be attempting onside kicks with 730 left in the first quarter because they're down and, 21 nothing already. <laughs> And they're going to work at a freakishly high rate to get, make the game incredibly interesting. It's, it's, no, it's we're not. I'm telling you, man, it's, there's going to be some crazy shit like this happening. This. We, we can, I'm sorry. So far we have, uh, we have taken the, the, the winner, the, the, the favorite in every single one, except for the Dallas and, and Niners game, which is a three point line. Ooh, look at us. And so, <laughs> so, you know what? We need to make a bull ballsy call out here. The Chiefs. No, we don't. Are I, don't gonna know, pull, I don't know. What, eke it out. They're going to squeak one by Tyler. They're going to squeak one by. Okay, for starters, I don't know why you're saying. I don't know why you're saying this wee shit because I do not agree with you. Um, this is going to be the, this is going to be the absolute dud of the weekend where most people are going to be sitting there like, oh, thirty nothing at half. Yes, click. Yes, turn it off. There's no reason to watch. It's holy shit. Thirty three twenty six. Final score. What happened? Hmm. Oh, wow. uh, oh my god. Un, un, <laughs> I'm telling unless, you, man, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> unless Ben Roethlisberger gets a new right arm before fucking Sunday afternoon, <laughs> he's gonna have. Happening. He's gonna have. I'm gonna make this. He's gonna make at least one play. I'm gonna make a prediction. He's gonna have at least one play. This is one play of over thirty yards. I feel like that's not this a crazy is, prediction. He's gonna have one play not, that's, over thirty yards. 
You're right. That's not a crazy prediction because he pulls one of those out of his ass every single fucking week. <laughs> a crazy prediction would be uh, he does it three to five times. Nope. I'll give you two. I'll give you two. I'll make. I'll make. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll take two. I'll, I'll, he's going to make two, two throws of over thirty yards that will lead to completions. That man needs to pull a Tre'Davious fucking. Uh, Tre'Davious White was that? No, no, no. Oh, is uh, fucking Davis's brother, Vernon Davis's brother. What was his name? The dude that retired at halftime. Oh, he just was, yeah, I don't remember yeah, anymore. Yeah, I don't he just, him from memory. Actually, you know what? Just keep up the Pittsburgh standard, bro. Do it like you did his boy AB. Just take your shit off at halftime and run out. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm too old for this shit. I want to go play fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want I want to go play fucking Sudoku with my Afghan over my lap as I'm watching my stories. That's what Ben Roethlisberger is going to be doing. <laughs> Does he really strike you as a Sudoku kind of a guy? Is that really? Well, I think he's more doing crosswords. That's what's worse. He had to, he has to do. He had to figure out something to do with his time ever since he gave up alcohol and porn. Pulling on his own fucking baloney, goddamn. I fucking... That's what wore his arm out so much was his porn addiction. Oh. He fucking he threw his shoulder out playing five on one. <laughs> stop. Stop that. That's stop. Oh wow. Oh, big Ben, big Ben. I hope I hope you haven't worn your arm out too much. I need you to make two thirty-yard throws for me, better, big guy. <laughs> oh, have you watched the man over the last two years? You really? Oh, I know it's so bad, man. Like we, like I again, I really believe that at least fifty percent of college quarterbacks at this point have stronger arms than Big Ben. Well, considering the fact that most of them are 20 and 21 years old. Yeah, that's not you have been, bro. Like the last month, you diving into your bag for deep takes has just been so bad. I'm not saying this, but Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the AFC North. And Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the AFC East. <laughs> Whoa. Where did you come up with those heaters, man? Good hey, God. Right. Okay. Have- so first of all, the Joe Burrow one could be contested. Obviously, Josh Allen. No, it can't. Whatever, bro. This is the playoff edition, man. All the other, we're not talking about, but we have one more game to get to. We do. We do. The Cardinals. I swear to God, man. People, people who are going to listen to the difference between this year and last year, it's just going to be like anybody who listens, like, I think, I think Tyler gets a different host about halfway through the podcast because this dude's just giggling and fucking. Not giving a fuck. He just, <laughs> I mean, two weeks ago, he was, I don't give a fuck, man. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't give Christ. a fuck either at the time. Yeah. Oh, man. It was like, like, I can't remember the game, but it was, I, I always it was said, the, not it was care. the Lions and the Seahawks. Oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Oh, my God, Tyler. Stop. Stop. You're killing me. Cardinals and the Rams. Dude, I don't know. This is, this is, this is going to be a good game. I know I'm, I'm here in Phoenix and, man, everyone up here is pretty excited about this game. Uh, but I, I do think, I do think they're going to um, be disappointed. 
be on the couch next week. Yeah, I, I think I think the Rams are taking this one. And I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. The Rams are my Super Bowl pick. Why? Because they're going to Why? Win every, because they're going to win every game. There's there's two teams let alone in their own conference who are better. And not only that, there's another team in their conference that they can't beat. Why in the fuck would you be taking the fucking Rams over the Packers and over the Bucks? I think the Rams. I think the Rams are offensively and defensively probably the most talented team. And at the end of the day, when it comes to playoffs. I think talent is the biggest advantage you can have. And with the nope. coaching staff they do, I, I think they're going to be great. I do. I think, and I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win this week for sure. Um, I'm, I'm not even putting this week in the for sure category. I mean, it, you're right. The Cardinals are a great team too. Like this is, this is going to be a, a fantastic game. But I, I think, I think uh, the Rams are, are going to put, pull it together. So you, what you're telling me is you can have the, the most superstars on your team, and that guarantees you a Super Bowl berth. Not at all. Not at all. does not guarantee you anything. But because, I, think I, the, mean, I, I think I specifically remember have the right superstars to win. And no, I'm not thinking about OBJ. I am thinking about the stars they have on defense. I am thinking about – uh, the other stars they have on offense, mainly Matthew Stafford, Stafford and uh, Cooper Cup. I'm I'm glad you brought him up. I think this is going to be Stafford's chance, and I think he's going to be great. So I got faith in Stafford, and that is bottom line what it comes down to. You can be as much of a fucking superstar as you want to be. Just as vital of a a characteristic of a team being we have superstars, we got playmakers. It all comes down to the decision-making from those playmakers, from those superstars and Matthew Stafford in particular, the dude has thrown more interceptions than any quarterback in the playoffs. And you're going to put his team. I'm not denying you the talent. They've, they've got an elite quarterback. They have an elite wide receiver one. They have a great tandem of running backs who can get it done. OBJ is a – I'm not going to say in that offense OBJ is a better wide receiver two than Robert Woods is. I won't because if you just look at the numbers, they'll tell you that Robert Woods is more efficient in that offense than OBJ ever will be. He's, and, still been, he's still been effective, though. He's been more effective than you thought he would be. I mean, but to what extent, though? He hasn't had 100. scoring more touchdowns than you thought he probably would. He's okay. Been effective oh. in the red zone. He's been, he's been a legitimate red zone threat for Matthew Stafford, and that is saying something. And that he is four. But I'm not like, you're right. But, that's, but, but let's not focus on OBJ. We like, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Sure, he's not, sure, he's sure. not the key piece here in this game. But when you talk about. I'll only talk about one team right now, and that's the team that's currently owned by for the NFC. Matt Stafford, as great as he is, 
throughout this entire season has been plagued by turning the ball over. Flip it to Aaron Rodgers, who went 37-2 and after week one. Two. Two turnovers. And, he, and one of those losses, not on him because he didn't play. Actually, two of the losses aren't on him. Yeah. Both of them were Jordan Love fucking fuck-ups. If you, dude, you're, you're asking me to take a favorite of who I think is going to represent the NFC sure. in the Super Bowl. It's Green Bay because Green Bay, for as many playmakers as the Rams have on offense and defense, the fucking Green Bay Packers match up with them better than any other team in the conference. Yeah, and I, and I hear you, and that's fine. Like The Packers are a great choice. I'm, yeah, I think the Packers absolutely could. But who's my favorite to win the Super Bowl? It's the Rams. That's a that's a wrong pick. Fine. That's a wrong okay. pick, dude. Okay. I hope I'm wrong. I want the Bills to win. Shit. <laughs> that's also wrong. I don't think I, – I think the field is more open this year than you realize. I know. I, that, I that, don't think there is a – while I agree that you can – I think that on paper the, the Packers are probably the most arguable – uh, team to say that, and I, I, I kind of it's gonna it's gonna tie into something we're gonna talk about later here, but I I definitely think that um this is a, this is this season's wide open, wide the fuck open, and uh, as much as we want to like you want to like be certain any logical argument, uh, there like we we've seen like everything that we thought would be make sense to be reasonable be defied this year. So this uh, this is a this is a year I think you got to go a little bit with with your gut and what it's saying. And my gut is saying the Rams. Bottom line. So it does defy a little logic, sure, but that's what I'm going with. With with that point, I agree with you 110. percent Is that all this year has proven is we don't nobody knows what's going to happen on a weekend 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 week out basis. Like nobody fucking knows. Every person in the fucking country had the Colts beating the Jaguars. Every single fucking person. Every person in the country had, you know, had the Colts beating the Jaguars. I'd say every you know every like. That every you know, there's been so many crazy upsets this season, just crazy upsets left and right. It's insane. Yeah. And but when it comes to playoff time, that's when things, while not anywhere near 25%, they do become a little more certain. Matt Stafford, if you're a Rams fan, and I work with one very closely who is just so goddamn butthurt over what my team has done to his over the last three years. Yeah, no, yeah. And I tortured him. I tortured him all week at work from Monday until, well, Wednesday when I had to fucking go quarantine because I got COVID tested. But... You talk about Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's inconsistencies through the season should raise caution for him going into the playoffs. Not only adding to the fact, and I get it, it's not the same team. But he's 0-3 in playoff starts. It's not the same team. So you got to think somewhere in the back of Matt Stafford's mind. That's like the pressure that's on him to rewrite the 
trajectory of his career comes right now. And I think Arizona, while they split the season series, they each won on the other's home turf. And it's in SoFi. And you, t- you talk about Arizona, and an Arizona team that started 8-0 and then just just a, just a downfall from there. Everyone's kind of counted this team out. Yeah. And there's – you talk about the Steelers are going to have fight. I think this Cardinals team, if anyone, is going to have the most fight in them of any team playing this weekend because they want to prove the doubters wrong. And while – while I don't think it's going to be enough, and I mean both, I mean both teams have done it, not just this year, but I mean like Kyler Murray, pretty much his entire career. It's like they'll play a really great half of football and come back out from the locker room and absolutely stink it up. Yeah, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put my faith in Matt as much as I fucking dispose. You know, divisional opponents, much as you do with the Jets and the Patriots and the fucking uh, and the Dolphins. I uh, like actually, the it's kind of hard to hit the Jets, man. It's it's the, you kind of feel bad for them too. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to hit the Jets. <laughs> Dolphins and Patriots, absolutely. Jets. Eh. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But still, like, like I, I'm. I mean, obviously, like. <clears throat> I mean, obviously, knowing you for the years that you, we talk about, not just our teams, we talk about the, the NFL as a whole, and we're fans of football, and we're fans of the NFL. Fuck, if he was wearing another fucking jersey like he was before this season, I'd still be an avid Matthew Stafford fan. It's just there's a part of me that has to be reserved. Yeah. Because now he plays for but, – but, like, I hope Matt Stafford gets it right, and I hope Matt Stafford finally gets that Peruvial monkey – off of his back when it comes to the playoffs. And I think they should. Uh, there's no reason they shouldn't. Honestly, if you stack it up on paper, like they're more dynamic offensively. They're more dynamic defensively. They have the better play calling coach. They should absolutely win this game. But this is another, this is, I mean, there's only a couple of these games where it's just like an upset wouldn't surprise me. No, right. Yeah, sure, sure. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams. I'm gonna take the points. I I don't think I don't think Kyler's got enough. I also don't think Kyler's been fully healthy. Yeah, coming off that ankle injury, um, because he hasn't he has not looked like himself coming back from that. And I I I think I think Aaron I think Aaron Donald's gonna have a a He's going to be, uh, just like he is every week, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. And I'm, I'm going to, t- and g- give me OBJ to score a, a, a playoff touchdown. Whoop-de-doo. Probably somewhere in the fourth quarter when the game doesn't matter, like most of his touchdowns have come with the four fucking Rams, but whatever. Well, I agree with everything you said. I think it's spot on. Um, and I, I'm going, I think the game's going to play out exactly as, as, as you explained. Uh, I will say this, uh, the expression you're looking for is proverbial monkey, not Peruvial monkey. It is not a monkey from Peru. Um, but still, I, I appreciate your, your attempt at figurative speech. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that wraps it up. Thanks for listening. To <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. we still got to talk about the MVPs. Come on, man. All right. All right. All right. So we, I think we got actually a couple of things to talk about. I gave you my Super Bowl favorite. Who's your Super Bowl favorite? Is it, is it you going with the Packers? So I'll give you my favorite from each conference because even if it, even both teams advance, I don't, I, I don't know who wins. Like it's really, it, it's toss up. Um, but yeah, as, as everything stands right now, yeah, I mean, the, the Super Bowl runs through Lambeau. And I, I think as much as Aaron Rodgers has had the, the the you know the struggles in the NFC championship games that he's had losing ugh, losing four straight excuse me um I think this is as good a year as any for him to do it because he's only getting healthier his toes completely healed now and I mean he only threw but he fucking he he broke his toe and threw no, he didn't turn the ball over one time so like he's getting back to a hundred percent you brought. You know up what else he's dying. getting? You know what else he's getting? Do you know what else he's getting, Tyler? This is gonna be stupid as fuck. But go ahead. He's getting the MVP. Oh yeah, he, he's, he's getting the MVP. I'm sorry. What he is, the efficiency and effectiveness at which he has played, is damn near unprecedented. Both in his touchdown interception ratio. Uh, I mean, just completion percentages, just overall uh, stats are there, everything, the wins, like every, every fucking thing. He is such a, like, just maestro of the game. It's truly what he is. He manipulates the game. When he is on the field, it is him playing fucking chess and everyone else playing fucking goddamn lick the wall that's what everyone else is playing they're playing lick the wall while he's playing chess he's that far ahead of them great (laughs) improv sounds like a fun game right (laughs) no everyone else is like like that duck duck goose level and he's he's fucking doing chess and he understands the game intrinsically so much better than anyone else in this league and understands what defenses are trying to do like just it's I, i don't and he can make the throws like it's the throws he makes under duress. What, what, what can you say about it, man? He so, will put the ball in the tiniest of windows in the most improbable of circumstances. And you're like, what the fuck, man? How do, how the, how do you defend that shit? You can't even it's not even bad defense. You can have immaculate defense. He'll fucking score on you. So there's. Uh, as much as I respect Bruce Arians as a coach in the NFL, and I mean, in my, I mean, if he if he fucks around and wins another Super Bowl, Bruce Arians is, is a Hall of Fame coach. He should be. But him coming out to the media and saying that if Brady's win the AP, it would be a travesty. Um, no, Brady has those the yards, the touchdowns because of, of your play call and, and Byron left, which is play calling you. I would, I, they went into this year, like he had 180, I believe it's 188 more pass attempts than Aaron Rodgers. So of course you're going to have over a thousand yards more than he does passing. 
you're going to have more passing touchdowns. You know what he has more of? Turnovers by 10. That's just interceptions. That's not fumbles. 10. Aaron, Aaron went one game this year without a passing touchdown that he played in. And that was week one against the Saints. Oh, who else got fucking absolutely annihilated by the Saints? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Twice. Oh, yeah. And Brady, Brady also had another – he also had another game where he was under 200 yards passing with no touchdowns. That was his return to Foxborough. It's Aaron Rodgers hands down and the people who don't want to give it to him, like that fucking, the, the MVP voter out of Chicago coming out and saying, I, I, he doesn't deserve to be an MVP because the MVP shouldn't go to a bad guy. Uh, okay. That's you trying to turn this into some no, social type yeah. of. Who cares? Yeah. Fuck that shit. And, but, yeah. but at, at the same time, like at the same it's time, football. Well, it's not just football because unfortunately his thing coincided around the same time that AB's did when AB provided a fake vaccination call. Aaron didn't lie to the NFL. Aaron didn't lie to his team. He lied to the media. Okay. So what? That's what everyone's so up in arms about now. Aaron Rodgers should have at least faced a one-game suspension, at least one for breaking COVID protocol because he is unvaccinated. He would show up to press conferences and stuff like that on the sideline with no mask. There's mandates and there's protocols to follow if you are unvaccinated. So, And he broke it multiple times. So he should have faced at least a one-game suspension. But that's not enough of a reason where you look at the, the – he goes 48 and five last year, wins the MVP. He goes 37 and four this year. He's the number one seed. He's, he's the MVP. Don't look at the numbers, bro. Look at what the numbers tell you. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I get, it. I, I don't understand how you can look at any player being more impactful and more dominant this year than Aaron Rodgers. There, there hasn't been. There has been no and, one that defenses have been able to stop when when he's on his game. Than Aaron like Aaron Rodgers is unstoppable, unfucking mm-hmm. stoppable, and he has yes he has Devonte Adams who has uh, I, I think is he the best receiver in the league? Yes, you can make the argument. It's, it's, yes, uh, he is. Yeah, I mean. How much of that is Aaron Rodgers making him better? But I mean, obviously, Aaron Rodgers throws him so much, you know, why? Because he's so fucking good. So it's, um, yep. Yeah. I, I, I don't well, know who the best receiver in the league is. I don't know that I have a strong opinion about this, but I do know that I think Devontae Adams is in the, is in the conversation. So, um, so he's up, but that after Devontae Adams, it's a steep drop off in receiving talent. And when yeah. you have Tom Brady with the plethora of receiving options that he has, and no, not a single one of them is as good as Devontae Adams. Not one of them is as good as Devontae Adams, but they are, he has a lot that are really like, like in the next, next level tier, the cumulative package. Well, yeah, far exceeds 
Devontae Adams, when you have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. Okay. And Right. It's like, it's the difference between having I, one Ferrari and having like five Porsches. You know what I mean? Like, like, you just, <laughs> Aaron, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, would you rather have one, one, one Ferrari and four Corollas or, or five Porsches? I mean, I, I take the one Ferrari. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's, that's, yeah. Bro. And it's like, but Brady, if you're racing those, those five cars, you want the five Porsches. Brady through no point in the season was ever without at least one of his pass catching options. Not at least one. He was never, not one time did Brady take the field where he was out Mike Evans, Godwin, AB and Gronk. He's always had at least one. And when people say, well, well, okay, but Brady's the fucking goat. Like Brady has always been deemed to do more with less. Like you talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yes. He has Devonte, And yes, when you stack up their, their running back backfield, the, the nod obviously goes to go, go goes to the Packers with with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon over Fournette and Rojo. Like, but Aaron Rodgers has been playing behind a, a patchwork O line the entire NFL season as well. Like he just yeah. got he just got David Bakhtiari back last week. Yeah, for the first time this year. Yeah, he's been playing behind that. That's his best O lineman. And then you talk about. Every his other pass catching options. Robert Tanyan is a great red zone threat. Great red zone threat. He had like eleven touchdowns last year. Great red zone threat, but a middle of the field type of play. Nope, that's not who he is. He's a, and he's a very Tanyan, very average tight end. And Robert Tanyan went down in that week eight game against Arizona, where he was when Aaron Rodgers was already out. Devontae Adams fouled his scantling, and Aaron Lazard. Okay, well now he loses Tunyon, and he still won that game against an undefeated, un, un, undefeated team eight weeks into the season. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking for real, bro? It's 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 Aaron all fucking day, and if Brady fucking gets it, which he shouldn't, and it's not trending, it's not trending the way it looking like it's going to because Aaron Rodgers received thirty four of, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like forty two all pro votes like the all pro teams came out today mm. and and Brady received two so that at least looks like it's shaping up to Aaron getting a back to back mvp and I'll, I'll close this and, but that being said i th- that being said we do need to like give cuz i don't think we've done enough of this is give props to the fact that Brady is 44 years old and i'm saying this as a buffalo fan he is 44 years old, and he's had the season that he had. And that is – I don't care how good your receivers are. That is goddamn amazing. And yes. If, and and can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers, though, live, uh, gets to play until he's 44? If he gets to play that long, Aaron Rodgers might end up being the GOAT when it's all said and done. I don't know. He might be because well, he's just getting better with age, it seems like. But Tom Brady, too. Like, Tom Brady is amazing. And his understanding of the game and his ability to stay in shape because his arm – is a very different arm than the much younger Ben Roethlisberger. Like Ben Roethlisberger, as old he is, is, is several years younger than Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has a much better arm at his age. So props to him for staying in shape, for putting himself in the position to be in the MVP conversations. Nothing short of amazing given his age. Um, and, uh, you know, just hats off to him for an amazing season. And kudos to him. Like truly he is unquestionably at this moment. Uh, there's no doubt he is the GOAT. hundred percent. That that was the, that was the exact comparison I was going to make. 
like between him and Ben Roethlisberger, it's all about your diet, your workout routine, your discipline during the off season. Like Ben Roethlisberger's never had that ever. That's why Brady's still playing at elite levels at 44. But I will say this though, Brady leaving new England after 20 years felt like a, a necessary move to, to finally end the dispute between the narrative was it more Belichick or was it more Brady? Yeah. And I think even after this season, the, the greatness, the, the, the great numbers that Brady put up, I think, I think with what the Patriots did, even that conversation is still cloudy. It's just like, maybe they're both just elite and they found each other. Like, cause I, don't think, I, don't I mean, think that's much of a, maybe I think that that's just what it is. Honestly, I get, I get, I, I really do believe that. I don't, I don't buy into the, I don't like the debate because it's, you know, there's so many times where we always think this versus that, this versus that. And I'm, I'm in the field of education and there's always these debates. Like, is it teacher centered versus tutor centered activities? And it's not verse. Like we got to get that. It's ant. And, and then mm -hmm. like fucking, that's what it is. Simple as that. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But it's just, I, every, it, everybody jumped on the goddamn bandwagon. Brady left New England last year, goes to fucking Tampa and fucking, <laughs> Belichick's got to slum it up with fucking Cam Newton at quarterback. Like, I think him coming out with a rookie showing you like, oh, hey, like, no, like, I, I, I can still get it done. Like, I can still be an elite head coach in the NFL. I think even with a – was a – they finished nine and eight, the Patriots. Like, even with that, like, that's a – Then they were 10-7. But, okay, 10-7. But with that being said, I would pref I, I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers in another uniform. That's just me. Like I for starters, Green Bay would be absolutely out of their fucking mind to let him walk away or trade him in any instance. The same thing with Devontae Adams, who's in a contract year. Like those two showed you all fucking year. They are the heart and soul of this team, and they are the reason you win football games 95% of the time. And I think, I, I, think would, this, I, I think Aaron Rodgers at this point might as well just stick it out in Green Bay because what's pissing him off the most, and I think what still is pissing him off, is that Jordan Love pick. And you know what? He's already essentially played through two years of Jordan Love's uh, you know, rookie contract, and he is not going – he is still in his prime. He is showing he is still in his MVP. prime. MVP two and MVP seasons. Yeah. He literally, since they drafted this kid, he's had, he's going to have back-to-back -back MVP seasons. Right. And um, unless some crazy shit happens, in which case he's going to have an MVP season backed by a robbed of an MVP season. <laughs> like, either way, he's clearly elite. Um, the best quarterback in the league. And uh, at this point in his, in his, in his stage of his career. He might as well just stay there and play out Jordan Love's rookie contract, right? Like, if we'll he wants at the to same fight time. that pick that bad, might as well and just show just to show the Packers just how bad of a pick that was. Well, at the same time, though, Aaron, uh, st just starting at th this year, Aaron's been doing a weekly interview uh, on the Pat McAfee show every Tuesday. And it's fascinating to listen to him talk. And you just, you already know what a great 
athlete he is, but just how fucking, how smart, how educated the man is too. And how fucking like down to earth the guy is, even when like the media clamors him to be this fucking prima donna fucking like he is a down-to-earth fucking dude like you can hate him for his vaccination vaccination that's all you fucking want this dude is the best quarterback the nfl offers right now and he's even he even came out and said a couple of weeks ago retirement is not off the table after this year and if it were me and it came down to what would i rather see him retire at his highest level if he like it, let, let's say they win the Super Bowl this year. He gets the MVP. He retires at his highest peak and retires. I'd rather see that than him wear another fucking team's jersey. That's just me. I think that'd be great. But how many more years does Jordan Love have on his contract, too? So he was drafted in two this is a, he's, he's had two years. He's, this is, after this season, he's going to be two years yeah. down on his contract. Right? Yep. So he'll have, he'll have two years plus a fifth-year option. Okay. So essentially Aaron Rodgers needs to play – Two more seasons until the Packers decline the option, and the day after they decline the option, he's he needs to retire. I get, yeah, and at that the would be time, the way to go. And it feels like Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, I, lo- I love the guy, I really do. And I, I and I'm not, I'm not, I am not an Aaron Rodgers hater by any stretch of the imagination. But I do think he's a bit petty. <laughs> that sure. would be that would be sure. the ultimate petty move, right? Like the ultimate revenge move, right? Like make you fucking cut the guy that you drafted to replace me and then I'm going to quit and still that because in two years, I'm sorry, he's probably still going to be in the prime of his career in two years. Like he's going to, he takes care of himself. He's going to be Tom Brady esque as the agents because he understands the game so well. He is. And he has such great talent. I'm sorry. He, he's going to be great in two years. He's still going to be an MVP caliber tip for him. I get it. And I agree with you, but I would hate to watch a, Ben Roethlisberger-esque type of decline with him. Like, I and I'm not an Aaron Rodgers hater either. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. It's just unfortunate that he came up short in a couple Super Bowls or in a couple NFC Championship games because the dude should have more than one Super Bowl. Um, but I would I – would, like with what well, I mean with Ben, I I don't hold Ben in the same regard that I do Aaron. Like I I would really like it would really pain me as a fucking football fan to watch him try and gut it out for a couple more years, trying to bring another championship home. Where it's just like you're not you're not the same Dude, guy. And I don't, he's, I'm not, he's I'm not, not saying he'll ever get there. I'm not saying he'll ever get there. But, but but we all know we all know what it takes. We all it takes one. One a one bad injury. But here's one the thing. Here's the, of- thing. here's the difference between Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers beyond the way they take care of their bodies, because that one's already a given, right? It's the ease at which the game comes to them. And there is yep. no one in this league where the game comes easier. And when the game comes easier to you, you're a step, even if your body isn't a step ahead of everyone else, your mind is, and you're able to react and, and, and predict faster than everyone else. And he is going to have that edge. And so he can absolutely play this through to Jordan Love's contract and, and he will still be in peak form. I'm just saying, give him two more years, get him to decline that option and fuck you. Right. Like that would be the way to go and just win a few Super Bowls on the way there. Like, build your dynasty man make make it a conversation between who's the goat make it a conversation again 
I would love to see Aaron Rodgers make it a conversation. And if he can get like three or more Super Bowls as his career winds down, I'm sorry. He'll absolutely be in the conversation. No, I'm sorry. Like when you, when we're talking about goat conversations, it's what did you do when the stakes were the highest? He's as, as much as I respect him and love him as a quarterback, he's already kind of soiled um, his name by going one and four in NFC championship games, not even getting to the dance. Uh, not Tom, even Tom getting Brady to the has, dance. Tom Brady's uh, had no. four losses at NFC. He can still, he can, he, if he, if he plays another five seasons, he can he can rectify that record, and if you can rectify that Brady, record, he's in the conversation. And but I agree, Brady, if he can't Brady. rectify the record, and he's very far from the conversation still. He's very far from the conversation, and he needs to fix that record. All I'm saying is he is good enough, and he's honestly really entering his prime, which sounds crazy, but he's never been as good as he's been these last two seasons. He never has. He's Brady's the guy that's seven, the game comes to him. Brady's got seven fucking Super Bowl rings. You no. can't put him in the same conversation. No, not and yet. It's, it's absolutely not. No, I just want him. No, to it's going to the conversation. That's all I'm asking. As I want him to get into the conversation, and here, he needs to here, play out some five more really good years. Five more really good years with some more Super Bowls, so you can get there. Here's the only way Aaron is going to get into that conversation is if he matches Montana's. Super Bowl record, four and zero. You got to go four and zero, bro. That's the only fucking way. Because the, Dude, let's do it, Aaron. Let's do I mean, it. let's do it. Well, I mean, let's yeah, I'm not here to say that the Niners and the Packers somehow match up at some point in the playoffs. I'm gonna be sitting here rooting for Aaron. As much as I love you and respect you, uh, my my loyalty runs far deeper to my own team. So. Sorry. Oh, well, sorry, Aaron. You can't win a Super Bowl because Tyler doesn't want you to. Oh, Tyler has put the jinx. <laughs> how many fucking times? How many times have you sat there and, and, and watching Brady just run fucking just wreck shop on the AFC East and get into the playoffs? Like you didn't you don't think you were never sitting there thinking like Brady's an elite all-time quarterback. I'd love to see him lose in the playoffs. You've never thought that as a Bills fan? I've thought that. No, I haven't because I fucking hate Tom Brady. and Liar. You're a fucking... I will never admit to him being elite. Have I wanted him to lose a playoff game? Every fucking playoff game he's ever played. Brady's a goat. And there's that's coming no, he from is. a dude. Yeah, he is. And it's not a conversation. It's not. I'm not that... saying it is. I'm saying I want him to finish the next five years of his career so strong that it gets into the, he gets himself into the conversation. And I think that's a fair wish to have. I'm sorry, bro. Brady is a goat. And that's coming from someone wearing a Montana Jersey right now. Like it is what it is, man. Like it sucks. I'm sure it does. Like, I, I don't know. I, my next closest comparison for me, I guess, would be Russell Wilson, but I don't know. It is, it is what it is. I mean, what Chip Kelly made it to four Super Bowls, is, 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 is does that put him in elite company? Uh, no, it doesn't, because he wasn't able to win the big game. Yeah, 
I, I agreed. No, sure. Again, and that's and that is the same. I, I don't understand what you're trying to like Rogers. argue here. Like, I agree with you. I'm not like I don't think it's a conversation. I'm saying I want in five years for it to become a conversation, and it can still happen. I don't. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I don't see Aaron staying for another five. I, th- I think your initial, uh, your sure, initial, sure. Pro- I, th- I think your initial prognosis with two is probably yes. way more realistic because if he's already mulling retirement now, coming yeah, off of back to back MVP seasons, retirement. I think he's fucking. I, I think he's fucking no, see, no, around. No, I, 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 I truly don't think that. I really don't. I, I would not be if he. If the Packers won the Super Bowl this year, he gets back to back MVPs and he said, I'm retiring, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be fucking shocked, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, no, sure. I'm I'm not telling again, I'm just saying what I would love to see. And that's all that's all. I'm that's sure you'd all. love to see the Bills in the Super Bowl, but that's Absolutely. also not happening. Absolutely. That's also not happening. Oh, that'd be glorious. I'm wearing my Stephon Diggs jersey that just arrived today. Oh, this is exciting. Dude, and then the right. Josh Allen one that just showed up three days ago. Dude, I wear my yeah. Josh Allen you're, a lot. I love my Josh Allen. You're an awesome fan, bro. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I have multiple jerseys of my favorite team. I am a good fan. The, Thank you. The two prominent players you have. I, oh, we're not even spanning generations. I'm going to sit here and. Oh, the Dude, two I got, guys. I got, I got right Jim now. Kelly on the way. Yeah. You know what? F- fuck you. I'm, I'll get. I will get every generation. I will get. I'll even get the shitty generations. Give me Anton Smith. Let's go, motherfucker. Yeah, I bet you don't know who he is. Motherfucker averaged like three point no. nine yards a carry for like five years. For somehow, I don't know why we stuck with him for five years, wow. but somehow he did. He could never crack four yards a carry. It was awful. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that that's great. Cool. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like late '90s. It was, dude, it was rough, man. I think it was Antoine Smith. I don't know. He had some fucked up name. I fucking hated him. He was also really bad in Madden. Very slow. There's also, I mean, I get it, hating people based on their name. I mean, I'm not gonna say it out loud because I mean, you go under, you go under an alias on this podcast. But Jesus Christ. I have a beautiful name. What are we talking Oof. about? Here? What are we talking about? My name is beautiful. My boss was telling me today how much yeah, she right. loved my name. Yeah, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's great cool. Name. I have a great name. I have a great name. What is it? Well, <laughs> I won't tell you, but. Oh, no, you, you don't have to tell me. Your, I know your mom is. knows what it is pretty well. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> look, look, all the Holcomb jokes coming back into fucking play. Oh, that's so fucking original. Oh, man. Oh, oh Jesus H. I'm Christ. How am I going to rebound from that? <laughs> uh, I really wanted to make a joke about rebounding, but I, I held myself there, right? Like, I, I kept it in check. I kept it in check. Hey, man. Hey man, I'll tell you the same thing. I, go ahead and make your mom jokes. I don't give a shit. Go ahead. That's more of a burden on you than it is on anybody else. Bro, your mama's so ugly. She made Hello Kitty say goodbye. And speaking of saying goodbye, this has been another. <laughs> <laughs> Look 
at you jumping into the jokey punny action. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you really it's are. So being, you really have become a dad. Well done. Well done. It's just so unnecessary, man. Like, I, I don't know why I thought this would, like, and I'll tell you, being locked up in my bedroom for three days has been. I mean, it sucks because you run out of shit to do. So this has been a nice break and it was a nice break for about the first 99% of it. And then here <laughs> the dad jokes and it's just like, Jesus Christ, dude, I'm going to go to Walmart and start licking fucking shopping carts to make sure I absolutely have it because <laughs> I'd rather deal with that than. <laughs> I mean, hello, can you say goodbye? Uh, I just want you to know that was actually uh, I stole that material from a student uh, that said that. I, pro- I promise you, I would and found I prom- it, found their way into my office, and they told me like, "Yeah, I was roasting the kid, and they wanted to fight." And I'm like, "What would you say?" And he was like, "I said your mom was so ugly, she made Hello Kitty say goodbye." And I'm like, "That is." That is a that is a great roast. No, awesome. you're you're such a childish motherfucker. Instead of sitting there going, "You have detention roast. for a week," you probably you probably put you probably pulled a chair up next to him with a notepad, going, "What else you got?" Yeah, I got a I got a podcast. Right, hold on, hold this on. Week. Do you have like a camera in my office? Like, how did you know that I did that? Because <laughs> I don't need a camera. I know how big of a douche you are. Ah, uh, I definitely did that. That's exactly what I did. Uh, yeah yeah no i got some 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 great great jokes great jokes tyler great jokes all right buddy well it has been fun i can't wait for this fucking for this fucking weekend it's gonna be a lot of great games but that being said honestly if the bills lose tomorrow i'm probably not gonna watch shit else so yeah i might even know right i'm just gonna like yeah well, that's going to completely defeat the purpose of the podcast. Then. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know how it is, man. When your team loses, you don't give a fuck about football anymore. Like, especially when their season's over. I get it, but you have an obligation to come on here on Fridays and record a podcast and let it never see the daylight. <laughs> you damn right I do. Light of, or the light right of day. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. And you have an obligation to absolutely butcher figurative language. It's it's uh it's well it's well done. It's well I don't done. have a college degree, man. I'm sorry. I I just I would accept your apology, but I don't. <sighs> Thanks for listening to another episode on Sports <laughs> I'm gonna wrap this one up now, just knowing good goddamn well. You'll never hear it. Oh, so this was all for naught. Let's have some fun this weekend. Let's do it. Uh, bye, everyone. Bye. Go Patriots. <laughs>